This is Conversations with Corliss, the leadership podcast that gives you real and authentic advice that can help you change your life for the better. Here we will listen to stories and have conversations with people who are just like you, people who are chasing their dreams and making them happen. Your host Corliss is a modern day purpose-driven leader. As an entrepreneur, she has developed a multi-million dollar business, leading thousands of people to discover their potential and reach their personal goals, all while balancing the responsibilities of raising her three children. She is a powerful, inspirational speaker, a certified success principles coach, and the founder and CEO of Corliss Co. Consulting Incorporated. Hi everyone, this is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it, my name is Corliss and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my 40s and realized time stands still for no one. I found myself coasting through life feeling unfulfilled and deep inside I knew there was more to me than I was living. I went looking for answers and I found them by listening to inspiring people and having meaningful conversations. That is what we will do here for you. Whatever you are looking for, I am glad you are here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. This is episode 020. Stop selling and start serving with million dollar party girl, Lynn Bradowski. Gandhi said the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service to others. And Muhammad Ali said, service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. I believe this wisdom translates to, if you want to succeed in sales or in business of any kind, focus on being of service. Are you feeling insecure about the future? In today's changing world, you may be, and perhaps it's time to explore options to secure your own future. From my experience, I can attest that a sales business can be a great option to take matters into your own hands. And when you choose a product or service that you feel good about offering, success in sales can be easy, fulfilling, and rewarding. Today's guest is an award-winning direct sales expert, keynote speaker, and mentor who empowers women to stop overthinking so they can start doing. I've had the privilege of working alongside her and I am super excited for you to meet her. Her energy, attitude, and excitement about sales will blow you away. And in this episode, she will teach you how to create happy customers who are ready to hand over their credit card. Lynn Bradowski is the founder of the Million Dollar Party Girl. She has been awarded with the top 101 women in e-commerce, the top 100 small business influencer, and enterprising women of the year. Lynn is a global influencer whose inspiring work-at-home mom success story has been featured on Forbes, HuffPost, CBS, Fox, Good Girls Get Rich podcast, and more. Her rise to fame was made possible through her savvy social media business strategies that work. Lynn discovered her passion and purpose at an unlikely source when she attended a home party where a mompreneur was serving up home decor, fun, and a glass of wine on the side. That party inspired Lynn to take a big risk and leave a successful corporate career to go all in on her dream of starting a home-based business. 
Lynn's talent for leading others inspired her team to think bigger and achieve more. By the end of her second year, she achieved the highest level of leadership in the company. And that was way before Google, Facebook, and even texting. Lynn's contagious vision and innovative ideas created a thriving multi-million dollar downline organization that sustained success for over two decades. Audiences relate to Lynn because she walks the walk and talks the talk, and she's a lot of fun too. Lynn is the host producer of Social Girl Live and author of two Amazon bestsellers, Success Secrets of a Million Dollar Party Girl and Facebook Party Secrets of a Million Dollar Party Girl. Read her blog for direct selling tips and learn more about her keynote speaking, mentoring programs, and e-courses at milliondollarpartygirl.com. So welcome to the show, Lynn. I honestly am so excited that you're here. I am so happy for the listeners to have an opportunity to get to know you. Let's begin by you telling just a us a little bit about yourself. I think we should just really start there. Sure. I'm very excited to see you. We go way back, girlfriend. We uh, sure do. I began my, what I'll call my, my mompreneur journey. Uh, now this is going to date me, but back in 1990, I was working full time in the corporate, uh, corporate career and was actually making great money. But for anybody that was around during that time, <laughs> and actually, it's kind of sad because in many ways I look back and I think we have not come a long way, baby, because we're talking about the same things, right? You know, breaking the glass ceiling, working in really a total man's world back then. I was the only woman in the company, uh, in my position and was, even though I was successful, I wasn't happy. And really didn't do anything about it until I started having children. Like, you know, many people, when you uh, have kids, it starts to change your trajectory of what you think you want to really be and do in life. And honestly, I'm just really grateful that I made a decision to do it. I was just 30 years old, got an invitation to a home party uh, with candles and home decor, as you know. And the rest is history. I just fell in love. And ironically, one of my favorite quotes at the time was, a candle loses none of its light by giving another candle, right? Uh, by lighting another candle. And you know what that really means is when you give of yourself, nothing is lost. And I walked into that party and I just thought, oh my gosh, it's like this has been standing in front of me this whole time. I just was a transformational kind of moment for me. And uh, never, ever in a million years, by the way, thought I would be selling candles at home parties. <laughs> that was not on my, my dream board at the time. But uh, came home, my heart was beating super fast. I like bounced in the door and I told my husband, Bill, that I'm going to quit my job and sell candles. And he was like, no, you're not. <laughs> My balloon popped. That, that was the beginning. I think that's so interesting. So I think a lot of times people, women specifically, we go to these things, we get all excited about it, we lock onto a vision, and then we go to people and expect them to have the same excitement and they don't. Does that happen? Is that what happened for you? 
Oh, totally. You know, my husband, like, you know, we're yin and yang, and I'm definitely the one that's just going to jump and build my wings on the way down and figure it out later. And who cares if we have a mortgage and some bills to pay, right? And thank goodness my husband is the voice of reason. And he said, um, I'll tell you what, you try this for six months. And if you can make money, you know, we'll talk about you quitting your job. So, and honestly, that's what, uh, that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I give is if you want your support people to be supportive, then show, you have to show them the money, <laughs> right? You can't just be talking about these dreams you have. You have to actually go out and show them the money. And so I did, and I did quit my job in six months and now have not looked back. That was 30 years ago. And, uh, you know, Fast forward, as you know, went on to build a multi-million dollar direct sales downline, um, retired just a few years ago to launch my own company called Million Dollar Party Girl. That's the million, million dollar party girl, which is just super fun to say, actually. <laughs> <laughs> super fun to say. Now, you said something at the beginning. I'd love it if you'd explain that a little more because I think a lot of the listeners feel this way, but maybe don't necessarily, you know, verbalize it this way. You said I was successful, but I wasn't happy. So what does that mean exactly? Well, I think I was just doing what everybody else wanted me to do. I never really took the time to think about what made me happy. What was I passionate about? What was my purpose? You know, it's kind of a deep dive um, that you have to take with yourself. And I had no direction in terms of following what I wanted. I just was throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall at the time. I went to school for fashion. I have a two-year degree in fashion merchandising. Amy, you know, remember this was the 80s when I went to college. Women were just starting to go to school at that time. And a very traditional female uh, career was fashion. And so I started out in retail after I graduated and found out quickly that it's just not all boutique shopping and window dressing, you're dealing with all kinds of things. And a big part of that is um, employee theft, <laughs> chasing people down the hall that are stealing clothes out of your store, you know, teenagers calling in sick. I was like, this is not what I signed up for. And uh, so I started talking to my older brother. He told me what he was doing and I thought, and I knew he was making great money. And I said, okay, well, I think I'm going to do that too. <laughs> so I, just, I was just kind of going in all these directions. And the, I think the biggest impact, because I came from that corporate environment, which is not empowering at all. It's the opposite, right? I mean, there were plenty of times that people asked me to get them a cup of coffee when I would go in with the other competitors and they just never assumed that I was there in a business <laughs> position. But that was also my secret weapon. So this is where I really learned about personal branding. Um, I really lost a little bit of myself in that job and was dressing more like the men because I thought I had to fit in, right? And was wearing like dark suits and just kind of wall wallpaper. And one day I passed this boutique and there was this hot pink suit in the window. 
That's why the cover of my first book, which is called Success Secrets of a Million Dollar Party Girl, that has a woman wearing a hot pink pencil skirt. <laughs> and it's like, do I dare? Sure. So I pulled over, bought the suit, wore it the next day, and I was a different person because I was myself. And I realized that by being unique, by standing out, by not being the same old, same old that everybody else thought I should be, uh, is really what my superpower was. And I just soared after there. And I think that moment really gave me the confidence to be able to leave that job and do what I wanted to do, even though you know my family and friends thought I was crazy. And it was just so refreshing to be in an environment where women were empowering women, where they were supportive. And I thought, you know what? If I was feeling that way in, in my role and in my career, other women are probably feeling this way too. Like they're probably just doing what everybody thinks they should be doing and not really taking care of what they want in life. And for me, direct selling was never on my radar, but it turned out to be the better way to really live the life that I wanted to be living. And that became true for so, so many other women. Oh my goodness. I love how you said that about doing what everybody else wanted you to do. You weren't really doing what you wanted to do. You were just kind of going with it, right? So what can people do? So actually, let's talk about your story with this. What made you brave enough to stand out and stand in who you are? Well, there, there needs to be a tipping point for sure. It needs to get bad enough that you can get over yourself and get out of your own way, right? Because mm -hmm. those pushy thoughts, those fears, we all have them, limiting beliefs. And the tipping point for me happened when my daughter, my youngest daughter got chicken pox. She was about three years old at the time. And my boss was not too happy that I had to stay home. You know, it's not just a one day thing, right? It's mm -hmm. like a week and wasn't able to go out and make calls and be out in the field and, and do all the things. And for me, that was my line in the sand that I am going to find something that I can have as my own, that I can do from home. And no one will ever tell me ever again that I cannot be here, right? Me wow. or my family needs me. So, uh, and, you know, you have to kind of burn the bridge. And so for me saying to my husband, I'm going to make this work in six months. I'm going to quit my job. That was burning down the bridge. Once I quit that job, guess what? I had to sink or swim. And there was no, you know, there was no crutch. So holding on to a career because of whatever reason, and most of it's financial, right? That's the reason we, most people tell us, oh, I can't follow my dream and go all in on this business idea because I need the money of my full-time job. And the irony is that full-time job is keeping you from making the money <laughs> that you could be making if you quit it and actually did your business full-time. And uh, 
I had to give up a lot of stuff. So you have to be willing when, when you take that leap, you can't care about the stuff. And by that, I mean, I had a company car. I had to give that back. Like we bought a clunker. <laughs> I'm sure my neighbors were gossiping heavily, like, oh, she must have gotten fired. Those poor people, what's happening to them? Um, you know, I went from wearing uh, suits to, to leggings and t-shirts and not being able to go out. I mean, we canceled everything. We canceled, now this will date me as well. <laughs> we canceled the newspaper. That was a big thing in 1990. <laughs> we canceled the Disney Channel. I mean, cable TV, like imagine the things that we have that are just adding up that we're working for, right? You're paying for all those things uh, that you, you do have to be willing to give up, but only for a short period of time, because if you go at it with complete focus and with that full on effort, um, I found that I was able to re replace that income. It took about two and a half years, didn't happen overnight, but you know, we cut back the first couple of years and I was able to make it. So be willing to give up the stuff. Yeah. And get out of your own way. You've said so much in everything that you just shared. So I, I can honestly say that I relate to the crutch because I remember even in the company that we met through in direct sales, I remember people just thinking what I was doing was so amazing. And what I recognized was the difference was that this was, I had no backup. This was it. I was all in. There was no option to fail, so to speak. I had to make it work. So I went to work at it like I was working for there because there was no backup. It motivated me. So what are some other things like you talked about the tipping point and I'd really like to talk a little bit more about that because it's almost like it has to become painful enough for you to make that solid decision to be brave enough to f go after what you want. So what, you coach a lot of women. What would you say some other tip tipping points have been for people? Oh my goodness. There's so many, you know, for some it is a boss that you know, they're in a toxic work environment and it's just one of those that are ready to walk out the door, right? Um, for some, it could be toxic family members and, you know, family and friends might not always be supportive. And I think it's important to go in knowing that because in a perfect world, you know, we, we launch a business as an entrepreneur and we just think everybody's going to be so excited about our idea. And it's typically the people closest to you that are the worst. <laughs> that, as I said, they'll pop that they'll pop that balloon that you have inflated really quickly, and that can be paralyzing for so many. In fact, I know many people that have quit because of the lack of support of a very close family member. And what I learned is that it's their stuff. It's their stuff. They're projecting their lack, their limiting belief right back on you. Mm -hmm. They're saying, oh my gosh, look at her. She's doing all the things I wish I was doing. And I'm so fearful for it. I'm just going to be the total Debbie Dowder, right? And burst that whole dream. And so it's important to be surrounding yourself and talking about your dreams and 
your plans and your goals, not with the people that don't, can't, not don't, but can't support you because of their own limiting beliefs or fears, but with the people that can. And Corliss and I, you and I have been very fortunate to surround ourselves with those like-minded people to have those mentors in our life. And there's so many ways that you can, uh, you can find them today, especially with social media. You've got to get out there and find your tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've also seen so many people just stop. It's like, well, you know, that person doesn't support me or they don't think it's a good idea. So I guess it mustn't be. And they just stop and they end up just miserable and unhappy and unsatisfied. And I love what you're saying there, that it's just simply really their belief system. It's where they're capable of thinking what they believe is possible. And maybe their unhappiness is, is like you said, being projected onto, onto the, onto you. Now talk about focus. You said it, you need a full focus. How does someone find their focus when they've got so many things going on in their lives, like stuff that is out of their control? Maybe they've got, you know, a family to take care of. They do have a job. They've got a home. They've got, there's a million things going on, right? So how can someone find their full focus to like lock onto their entrepreneurship to make it happen? Well, all you can do is all you can do, right? There's always going to be other things. We have a lot of balls in the air. We're doing a lot of juggling. Um, the key is, and I mentioned it earlier, to really work your business like a business, especially if you're already working full time, right? People are going to work, showing up at a certain time, going home and figuring out how to do that. So you have to be able to go to work for yourself. And that was one of the biggest challenges for me, especially when I pivoted from a corporate career to work at home life. And managing that time effectively. And so my first, I would say a couple of months, I felt like I was working 24 hours a day, both taking care of the family, the kids and my business and getting nothing done. <laughs> so I quickly decided I needed to work my business like I was actually going to work for myself and set office hours and had specific times and again, all you can do is all you can do. Everybody has to define that time frame for themselves. But I will tell you, even if it's 30 minutes of focused effort is so much more effective than just doing it here, there, and everywhere. And so that's how you make it all work. You've got to schedule in the time, pencil yourself in your own calendar. <laughs> Set an appointment with yourself and make sure even if you make a quick list of five things or three things, um, make sure that they are those income generating activities. So I was pretty laser focused on what can I do that's going to give me the biggest bang for my buck? What do I need to work on right now? And I was able to close my eyes to all the other things that were on my list that I just wasn't able to get done at that time, but they just were not as important. They were more busy things than they were building things. And when we're doing busy things, they can give us a false sense of working hard, but uh, working hard will not make you successful. <laughs> you have to work hard on the right things. Mm, you said a lot there. That sentence right there, I think, is such a key thing. And I want the listeners to hear that again. 
So it's not just about working hard, it's about working hard on the right things. That's how you'll succeed. And of course, you know, making sure that you have the time allotted to be able to do that as well and to really focus. Now, our world is changing every day, it seems, every moment. And I know we have many clients that are being like pivoting and being very successful even during this time of uncertainty. So can you help us, you know, understand kind of the foundation of that? What's What makes somebody who's succeeding right now over someone who isn't succeeding right now, what's the difference? What do you think it is? Like what can people do right now? Well, it's really the ability to adapt to change quickly, right? I mentioned that unsupported people can be paralyzing to us. Well, also the lack of ability to adapt to change can also be paralyzing. It's easy to get stuck and overwhelmed and say, oh my gosh, I just don't know what to do, right? I don't know where to go. I might not have the talents or the skills. Um, and so you've got to dust yourself off, <laughs> pick yourself up. And again, you know, make sure you've got that hard motivation of what are you working for? You know, the world needs you. The world needs your talent. The world needs your gifts. So do it in spite of how you might be feeling and just start putting one foot in front of the other to move your business virtually. You know, in today's world, it is so accessible, whether it's Zoom or Facebook Live or YouTube, there are so many ways to run a virtual business and you do it just one foot in front of the other. You've got to start somewhere. So if you're listening, start today, <laughs> go make a quick video. And uh, you know, video marketing is where it's at right now. So here's the good news. When you jump in, if you haven't yet, if you have already, kudos to you, to more video, more virtual marketing, it is gonna grow your business like lightning speed. There's nothing more effective or more powerful in today's world than video. That is where every single entrepreneur, business owner needs to be focusing their time on effort. Um, it's what builds the know, like, and trust factor faster than anything else you can possibly be doing because people see you. They fall in love with you, right? They, as I, we mentioned earlier, they want to easily hand over their credit card payment to you and say, yes, I want to hire that person. And so just jump in. Think about what can I do today? Mm, I like that. And if you don't know it, you can learn it. And practice really does make perfect. A lot of times I think that people, myself included, at the beginning, I was like, you know, I just can't. It's like, it's I'm too nervous. I don't really know what I'm going to say. It's hard to look at myself on a live video. People are going to be critiquing me. We're critiquing ourselves in our heads while we're trying to deliver the message and it's like we just get we get us in our own way like you said earlier so if you don't know it you can learn it and you can practice it and you will get better and better and better at it now i i you there's so many things that are so valuable in what you said so this episode is about you know stop selling and start serving so let's let's talk about why is sales a valid option right now for people you know to pivot, but also to earn an additional income, to create a successful business. Why is sales a great option? Well, first of all, everybody's selling. I don't even look at sales as a career because everybody's selling something, whether you're a dentist or a lawyer or 
of working in a full-time job, you're selling yourself all the time. It's funny, my husband was watching a um, home cooking channel and Emeril Lagasse was on selling some kind of fryer. <laughs> he's like, wasn't he a, a chef before? And now he's selling stuff. And I'm like, honey, everybody's selling something. <laughs> and so selling is, is something we all do, no matter what, I don't care what your job is, you're selling. Are you getting paid to sell? I don't know. Uh, and what's really ironic is that women particularly love to sell other people's stuff. We will tell all of our girlfriends where to buy all the things that we have that we have fallen in love with, all the movies to watch, all the Netflix shows, <laughs> all the, you know, favorite things we like to do, all, the, all of our great Amazon deals, right? But when it comes to selling our stuff, we tend to feel guilty and pushy. And so that's why I say stop selling because if it doesn't feel good and it doesn't feel authentic, then do what does feel good. And that's serving. And honestly, that's really what it should be called because it's really not about you. It's about how you can help people and how you can serve others and solve their problems for them. And everybody listening has some kind of great problem that they can solve for somebody that is looking for them. And when you, we talked about focus, when you focus on that, you do more of that, you create more how to's and tips and you just give tons of value and show people how you can help them, then they will want to hire you. You will never have to feel pushy or guilty or bad, or even have to ask for the sale. <laughs> because if you can solve somebody's problem, they're going to reach out to you and they're going to say, yes, that's the person I need. Give me more, whatever it is that you have. Mm -hmm. Give us an example of like a problem or a few problems. So, I mean, I do agree 100%. Matter of fact, I heard a while ago, somebody say that entrepreneurs are problem solvers. That's what an entrepreneur does. They take a problem and they solve it with, they give a solution to it. So that really is a foundation of, of sales success, I think, but also what you're talking about, about showing up and serving to solve that problem. So give us some scenarios because I think sometimes people get tripped up on that. It's like, uh, what problem would I possibly solve? Do I even know a problem that I could solve for someone? I think that it could even be a lipstick color and how it makes you feel. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so, honestly, it's all about how you make people feel. It's the emotion is why people say yes. It's not because you talked about the features and benefits. It's the emotion behind it. You can share emotion through your stories, through your own entrepreneur journey story, through a product story about a customer that you helped. That's a great way to talk about the problem yourself. Tell people what your customers are telling you. Um, but yeah, that's a simple thing that we've talked about. I started out in direct selling, selling candles and home decor. It was never about the candles. It was how they made people feel when they, I would ask them, tell me how you feel when you walk into your home. And they would just gush and say, oh my gosh, I had such a hard day and I light that candle and I'm suddenly just relaxed and de-stressed and my husband loves it when we have a candlelight dinner and it's so much more romantic. I had my customers tell me 
what problems I solve for them. And then I was able to put that verbiage into my conversations with people. And a really easy way to figure this out, and honestly, this needs to be the number one thing that you know, is <laughs> what problem do you solve for people? Um, you know, if you sell anything in the kitchen, are you saving them time? Are you saving them money? Those are the top two things people do when it comes to problem solving, right? Um, is do a Google search and look for, start searching for what you think people are searching to find you. Because people are Google searching all the time for problems they need solved, right? And that's a great place to start. If you talk to your customers, always start there first. Um, to see, gosh, what are people Googling? Like, let's say if you sell skincare and you type in, uh, you know, how to have better skin, how to have younger looking skin, how to cure acne, whatever it might be, in a quick Google search, you'll find the top page one of Google results of what are the resources people are going to. So you can use that as a little bit of uh, research to figure out what you want to talk about and how you can help your customers and literally what thousands, millions of people are looking for. And I will give you an example that I use with um, my my mentoring program, which is for direct sellers, uh, one of the things a lot of direct sellers do sell is skincare and lipstick and all those things that help people feel more confident. And one of the top searches when it comes to skincare that people are looking for is a daily skincare routine. They just want to know, how do I do it? <laughs> they want to know. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage all my skincare uh, consultants and anyone that has a skincare business, if you just made videos of your personal daily skincare routine, you would attract the exact customer that is looking for you. Because not only do people want the product, right, that's going to help their skin look younger, feel more beautiful, but they want to know how to use it. And how do I do it quickly and easily in today's world, right? How do mm -hmm. I make it simple for myself? So a little three-step, here's what you do. Wash, exfoliate, whatever, <laughs> moisturize, you're out the door. That is the number one Google search for skincare. Mm-hmm. And I think this also speaks a lot to when people are looking to say start a side hustle, let's call it that, or they want a side business or they want to test out being an entrepreneur, or maybe they just want to dive right in. I think this also goes hand in hand with what problem would you like to solve? Because you want to join a company that has a product that you're very passionate about so that you can be sincere in your sales approach, right? Absolutely. It has to connect um, with your passion, with your purpose. So many companies today are mission-based. And so talk about serving, right? A lot of companies that you might, if you're looking for a side hustle, have a charity focus. And it's so much more beyond just the products that they're selling. So, you know, do your homework and find what really fires you up because that's going to come through when you're talking to people, that's what's gonna make sure you don't quit because you're doing it for a bigger purpose. It's not just about you, it's about the hundreds to thousands of people and the lives that you're 
impacting um, with every single new person you meet. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with that more. And you referenced candles. And of course, that's where we met and how we connected in the first place. And I was very much like that at first, too. At first, it was this product, you know, makes me my home feel nice. Like I just love the atmosphere. And then I started really seeing that that's how it was for other people. And I loved it when they purchased a gift that someone was going to love and it made them so happy. But then it actually evolved to, I could help other women and light their lives by having a successful business with this candle business. Right. So it, it was, it just kept calling me and pulling me. And no matter what, I would show up to work because I felt like it was, it was something bigger than me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're doing it for the greater good. It's not just about you. It's, as I said, about the lives that you're impacting. And that's what keeps you going. That's what makes sure you get out of bed when you don't feel like you out of bed. And it helps you from those days when you do want to throw in the towel. Because trust me, they will come and there have been many in, in my life. Um, but you've just got to, as I said, dust yourself off and get back in there. Guess what? I just opened the registration for a brand new session of the Lead Your Life Masterclass. If you're looking to feel more purpose and direction in your life or need help defining goals that inspire you, I'd like to invite you to work with me through this four-week program. Over the last three years, I've watched this program help like-minded women step into their personal power. It's simply incredible to see the transformation and confidence, clarity, and passion that they have found. If you're ready to have that for yourself, you should check it out now at corliss.ca. Classes are limited to only 12 because of the personal coaching and guidance that you'll receive. I'd really like to help you lead a life you love. Register now at corliss.ca. Now, I want to go back to the story of you talking about it taking two and a half years that you just kind of left it all behind and you had to make cutbacks and you gave up a lot of things. I guess the first thing I want to ask you about that was, was it worth it looking back now? Oh my gosh, it was so worth it. Yeah, I'm, as I said, I'm really grateful that I was able to do that and just uh, sucked it up for that time. It's not easy, trust me, because you know what? We really have to give up our ego. There's a lot of ego that comes into play. You're worrying about what are the neighbors thinking? What are my parents thinking? What are my friends and family thinking? I'm suddenly going from this successful corporate career to work at home mom, which many people think you're not really working when you're a work at home mom. <laughs> you know, my dad would call and be like, what are you doing today? I'm like, I'm working on my business. <laughs> I think we're just sitting around. Oh, and so you really have to give up your ego and not care what other people think. That's very hard to do. But as I said, I had a big reason. Many times we call that our why. You know, what is your why? It is really important to tap into why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? And thank God I, I did because it, totally changed my life. I have had just an incredible life in the last 30 years and the ride and the journey just continues. And oh my gosh, if I had stayed with that corporate career, it would not have been that way. So I'm very thankful that I, that I did it. 
I'm kind of laughing because it's funny you say that we must have the same dads too because legit this morning my dad called and was like, hey, what are you doing today? I'm like, I'm working. <laughs> he just simply just doesn't understand what I would possibly do at home in an online business, right? So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't always easy, but it was always worth it. Now you kind of, I mean, I love how you're talking about sales. I, I love the positioning on all of it. And I really think it just comes from that place within us that is something bigger, something more important, a problem that we're solving that connects us to a sense of purpose to our work as well. Now, if you were to, you know, give somebody, because social sales is a new space for people. I mean, not everybody is online as our dads aren't. And, you know, they're not online, so they don't really understand that aspect. It's definitely kind of new for a lot of people. So if you were to give kind of like a step-by-step, -step, the key things that are most important to su succeed at social sales, what would you say, you know, what would you say to somebody who's just getting started in that space? Yeah. So I did know you were going to ask me that, but I, ha I know exactly what to say. <laughs> so <laughs> the first thing you have to do is create your lead funnels. You should have multiple lead funnels. I talked about attracting your ideal client, right? By focusing on the problem that you're selling, solving and, and giving content um, that does just that. So create multiple lead funnels, which I did early on when I was launching my million dollar party girl business. And I have never had to knock on anyone's door for a speaking client, a keynote national conferences, all my clients come to me and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that because I created the lead funnels that attracted the right people to me. So they reach out to me now. I'm not knocking on doors and that's where you want to be. So think about three to five lead funnels. One could be to build your email list. That could be, and I'll tell you the top three things that people, <laughs> people will subscribe to. It's a, a checklist, right? a guide or a mini ebook. So let's say if you sell anything related to cooking or recipes, you could do a mini ebook like your top, you know, the five grilling recipes every person needs this summer. <laughs> Just off the top of my head. <laughs> right? And there's, you know, simple tools like Canva. I don't know if you know about Canva. Canva.com that can help you create. It's a um, incredible tool for creating content. Very well done graphics that could easily be a checklist. People love checklists. They love guides. So create a printable. Even though most people don't have a printable today, <laughs> or most people don't have a printer today, they want printables because they save them, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so create something that's going to build your email list. That's called a lead magnet, something that attracts people to you and gives them a reason to hand over an email address or a mobile phone number if you're using a texting service. So get that going and then, you know, start to create something of value. It could be a webinar. It could be a weekly Facebook live show that really highlights the problem you solve. And every time I'm launching and relaunching, I'll give you an example. I have my top selling e-course. I've generate, generated hundreds of thousands of dollars on my top selling e-course. And I do that by 
having a webinar that highlights the problem I'm solving, which gets solved even more when people get the course. And it's how to do an online virtual party, direct sales party. That's kind of my, my niche is teaching people how to market a direct sales business online. And I, in fact, I have one I'm going to be doing in August and I do it like every quarter <laughs> and it talks about all the latest updates. So there's a ton of value in there. I'm giving, giving, giving. And then at the end, and I literally do this from a place of service is simply say, you know, for those of you that need more help with this, I have over here, this e-course on demand. You get everything you need that's gonna help you. And the people that need it, get it. And it's so fulfilling for me because they reach out to me. I've had uh, direct sellers that have never ever used video, have never gone live on Facebook, are brand new to an online or virtual party, tell me that it was the game changer for their business, oh my gosh. I mean, they just go on and on. and you know, they're thanking me. This is what I'm talking about. Like they are like, thank you. <laughs> this is what mm. I did. And so think about what you can create that highlights the problem you solve and helps people that need you take that next step with you. So That's what a lead funnel is. Okay, good. I was just going to say like, let for those who don't even know what that language is, what's a lead funnel. So it's really something that's going to get them interested to have them want more from you. Yeah. So if you want to talk about like the basics of a lead funnel, if you have a funnel in your kitchen, you know, that's what it looks like. You're pouring a lot of stuff in the top so that you can trickle out the very bottom are the people that are really what and need what you have to offer. Right. So I might have a thousand people attend the webinar, a hundred people buy the course, just to give you an example. Mm -hmm. um, and so the lead funnel starts with um, how, how to attracting people, right? That's at the top of the lead funnel. You have to attract people, right? And then you create interest. That's kind of the middle. I'll do like a mini mm -hmm. lead funnel training. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then at the last is the decision. Right? So you attracted them, you created an interest, you showed them you can solve the problem. I mean, this is like a thumbnail version, but then they decide yes or no, right? That, that's mm -hmm. where, and the people that decide yes or they come out at the bottom of that funnel. And so it really is about helping people get to know you more. So if you have an email list and they got that uh, checklist that you created, then maybe you have a series of five more emails that you send them all giving more value. Maybe it's, hey, if you love that checklist, here's a blog article that'll tell you how to use the checklist. And then the next week, here's my uh, YouTube video that really highlights that one part of the checklist. <laughs> like you could just break it down and people will love you because you're solving their problem all along the way. And by the end of that five email series, they're ready to hire you because mm -hmm. you show them uh, not just that you can solve the problem, but you've built that trust. So building the know, like, and trust factor, if, if you guys have not heard that before, that is the reason people buy from you and you have to earn that. So no marketing messages, no spamming people, no posting all over Facebook about whatever it is your side hustle is doing. Nobody will respond to that. 
if you do the opposite. <laughs> you tell your story, you share your journey, you draw people in, you attract them. That's how people get to know you, like you, and trust you more. Know you, like you, and trust you. Perfect. Now, you have just shared, there's so many great things in what you shared here, but if you were able to add one more thing, because I know you've gone through your own personal challenges, and people go through personal challenges all the time. There's highs in life, there's lows in life, there's challenges, and I know you have one in particular that you're dealing with personally right now. How do you rise up? Well, you know, we're talking a lot about focus, and what you focus on grows. I've seen that to be true in my own life. And so I've learned to really have an attitude of gratitude. I think that's so important to an important piece to getting out of our own head. You know, the fact that I can get out of bed every day and put two feet on the floor is a win. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't really worry about too much stuff because it can always be worse somewhere else you know, especially the times that we're in right now. So always gratitude and uh, not giving energy to negativity, to only put energy where I want it to grow, right? We're in control of that. All this other stuff that's happening out there, you know, for me, it's a health issue right now. Um, guess what? As you said, everybody's got stuff. Everybody's dealing with something. You know, we just never know what somebody is going through and what they've overcome. So be an overcomer. And, you know, I know my community is counting on me uh, to inspire them. So if I'm sitting here sucking my thumb (laughs) in a fetal position, uh, (laughs) you know, not only am I going to uh, quickly go backwards here, but uh, I'm going to be bringing a whole lot of people with me and I don't want to do that. So my my message is to, to keep on keeping on. And I really feel that we have a responsibility to each other to do that. We're all looking for somebody to do that for us. So be that person and put your energy where it's going to grow. And uh, I'll give you an example because I just finished my, my fourth chemo treatment. Well, I don't even say the word chemo. This is the first time I've said it twice in a row. Hopefully <laughs> so that doesn't ruin my mojo. But as soon as I learned I was going to have to go through that, I renamed everything. <laughs> so I don't call, we'll just call it C. And you guys know what the C word means because I'm not going to say it. I don't call it C. I call it my healing journey. And I don't call it chemo. Oh, darn it, three times now. <laughs> I call it my healthy, happy hour. <laughs> and the last time I went, I wore a t shirt that said, Champagne is my spirit animal. So I really like go at it (laughs) and I, I texted all my family and I told them, this is what I'm calling it. And this is what you need to call it because I don't need people texting me and my family putting those, putting that energy out there. And so now it's so funny. They'll be like, how was HHH? (laughs) How was your HHH last week? Meeting healthy happy hour. (laughs) 
<laughs> so everybody's on alert. <laughs> so if you have to rename something to make it more positive, you know, do it. You are in control of your life and you decide how things affect you. And so, you know, some people have said I have rose colored glasses and I'm okay with that. Aw, you are truly inspirational. I love it. It's just given me a whole new perspective and I'm sure it has for the listeners as well. I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Thanks. Thanks so much. Now let's talk just it, before I ask you the closing questions, maybe we could just kind of summarize, like you gave so much today. So if you were to going back to the, you know, social selling. So it sounds like to succeed in that space, it's a being of service and it's about attracting or knowing your problem that you'd like to solve. And then the next step is creating that relationship through, you know, giving value and creating that, you know, funnel of value for people to actually find the right customers. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? Well, then the final step is to help them make the decision. So you've done all the things. And like I said, you've got to start somewhere. So if somebody's thinking, oh my gosh, that's so much <laughs> overwhelmed, you know, pick one thing that you can do that your perfect ideal client is looking for. As I said, maybe it's that daily skincare routine and go live once a week. Just be yourself. You know, everybody overthinks video. What really works today is authenticity. Like that's the great news. Nobody wants the polished, perfect performer. People want real people. They want to hear your story. They, as I said, they want to be inspired. They want to hear about what you're going through. And uh, so, you know, imperfect <laughs> is much better than perfect. Or perfect, you know, doing it at all is better than waiting till it's perfect. So just start. And it's, you know, that your practice could actually be your start. You could be like, I've never done this before, but here I am. <laughs> I'm going at it. Oh, that's so true. You know, a while ago, I actually decided that I was going to really master the video space. Just show up, just be real. And what I did to prep myself or to make myself accountable was I decided that I would show up 21 days in a row every single day at a certain time. And I made myself accountable by sharing with everybody that I was going to do that. And boy, did it change things. And some days I was having a real tough day, like some things, some pretty significant things happened in my life happened to be during those 21 days and I was like well I still have to show up whether I feel like it or I don't and I showed up and just told them about what was happening and those were the videos that people enjoyed the most they were like thank you that was so helpful because it was good for me to know that you go through that too it's not just me and you know people do appreciate that so imperfect is actually perfect that's what I'd like to say to that yes and if you have, you know, put it out there, just like with any goal, right? That's the first thing you hear in goal setting is write it down and tell people you're going to do it. And so Corliss, I, I think that's brilliant that you held yourself accountable by putting it out there and telling people, this is what you're, you're going to be doing. And if you just got to jump in, it starts with that first step. Don't look about 30 days from now. What can you do today? Do mm -hmm. something. Definitely. Yeah, it was a great experience actually, because like I said, when something really, you know, 
kind of difficult happened and was kind of sprung on me right on, I think it was day seven <laughs> of my 21 days. And I thought I had it all together, like I was good and I was going to show up. And then I kind of got emotional, like right in the middle of it. And it was hard to kind of pull it together. And that was actually okay. Like, I was honestly at first I was like mm, I think I want to like delete this as soon as I'm done this video I'm deleting it and I even said that on the video and they're like are you kidding me please don't delete it this was so helpful you showed us how to rise through the experience and I thought okay you know it's all right so for those of you that are nervous about that or aren't sure about that space and I know a lot of you probably aren't just show up it's okay whatever happens happens just know what you're trying to deliver to them ahead of time stay focused on that and just be yourself and what do people love to see the most the bloopers right yeah <laughs> so that that speaks volumes you know the end of the movie you stick around because you want to see the bloopers so <laughs> you can become your own blooper reel and even have some fun with that <laughs> That's really good. Now I have three final closing questions that I always ask all of my guests, but I do want to ask you if you have anything else that you wanted to share on this topic and also give you a chance to tell people exactly where they could find you. Sure. Well, I think you just kind of to, to wrap this up with a nice little bow. Um, you know, one question I asked myself and I started asking myself this early on and, and continue to do so today when I get out of bed, is, is what I'm doing serving myself or is it serving others? And that's what guides me to take that next step, to do things that are out of my comfort zone. If it's serving you, and by that I mean a limiting belief or fear, um, it, can, it can really help you get out of your own way because it really is about being in service to others. So hopefully that helps my, my little mindset um, and then you can find me at milliondollarpartygirl.com, all spelled out, one word, or Google my name, Lynn Bardowski. I talked about Google searching. <laughs> There's a lot of pages of Google there you'll find. Um, or you can go to Amazon and uh, search uh, Lynn Bardowski, B-A-R-D-O-W-S-K-I polish through marriage and uh, find both of my books. One is about online marketing through Facebook parties. And the other one is just my journey called success secrets of a million dollar party girl. Wow. Awesome. So the three final closing questions. The first one is what does leadership mean to you? Oh, that's easy. One word influence. It's not a title. It's not a position. It is simply influence. If you are influencing others to be, to do, to have, then you are a leader. Oh, wow. I just got chills. That is so true and so simple. Couldn't agree more. Now, if you were to recommend one podcast and one book, now I know there's millions out there and I'm sure that you have so many that you would recommend, but sometimes there's one that is just really so important and it, it was a, a changing moment for you, helped you with your path. What would you recommend? Well, besides yours, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite podcasts, which I ended up being interviewed on after being a, a listener, so I might be biased, <laughs> um, is called Good Girls Get Rich. And I love it because, yes, we deserve 
all that comes our way, including money. <laughs> no guilt about having money, right? And um, the uh, Karen Yankovic is her name, the Girls Get Rich podcast, and she interviews all different kinds of women, very much like you, and shares their success story. And that's what we need. We need to hear more real stories of women in the trenches, dealing with all the things we're dealing with and having them share their secret sauce. So it's a great resource for entrepreneurs. Awesome. Okay, the final closing question. Based on all of the highs, all of the lows, everything that you've experienced in your life, if you were able to only leave one piece of advice, what would you want to leave people with? Oh my goodness. All right, well, I talk about this a lot and it really is the power of envisioning. It's the one thing most people don't know how to do and it's the one thing everybody needs to do. <laughs> so start with your vision. Who are you? Where are you going? And who are you taking with you? You have to be able to see what others can't see, right? People want to follow someone that's going somewhere. And so even if you're not feeling it yet, <laughs> right? You might be like, well, I'm not there yet. Um, by creating that vision statement, and I recommend you do under 10 words, I have a little formula I created, if you'd like me to share it, to help people do it. Um, because that's the one thing you need to keep repeating over and over and over again. That's what's gonna attract the people to you. That's what's gonna help you to keep going forward, to see what others can't see, to reach beyond, to innovate, to get out of the comfort zone. It's bigger than you. And when we focus on things that are bigger than us, that's when we can truly lead people. I learned so much today and I know the audience did as well. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining us today, Lynn. Thank you. This was so much fun to get to hang out with you today. It sure was. We'll be in touch soon. Take good care. Thanks, Corliss. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook, tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.